I'm your friend till the end. Fuck my cousin, he's an asshole. Warning, this audio recording is rated for mature audiences only and contains extremely foul language such as cock, tits, fuck, douchebag, or moist. The podcast you are about to listen to does not reflect the views, opinions, or values of the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com or even the podcasters on this show themselves. We always want to remind you that you should always drink responsibly and never drink and drive. Abandon all hope, ye who listens. I like beer cause it is good I drink beer because I should If there was a song to sing I sing it and beer you bring I drink beer when I am sad Cause the beer it makes me glad Now there's nothing left to say So let's go drink beer Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And stop! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside, episode 53 of the podcast, uh, part two, actually. Uh, joining me again, once again, for part two, we have C-Money, Phil, and Old School. Uh, we've all gotten actual new beers, so we'll start with that, and then we'll go from there. I'm actually going to start on a rare occasion. I have from Les Insulaires Microbrasserie. They're based in Laval. They've only been open about two years now. They started canning this year because uh, adapting to COVID. Uh, it's called La Manil. It's a New England IPA coming in at 6% ABV. Uh, Mosaic Galaxy Hops. Tropical flavor. Oplifin Papil. Any idea what that is, guys? El Player Assurement Oplifin Papil. P-A-P-I-L-L-E-S. It's a papayal. It's a fruit. And it contains lactose. So if you're lactose intolerant, you'd probably have to poop way too much after drinking. And if you're allergic beer. to papayas, don't eat them. Oh, this is tasty. Tropical, a little bit of grapefruit. Mm, that's that's a solid beer. That is a four. That is very good New England IPA. Uh, we'll go with Phil. What are you drinking? From Bose out in uh, Vaclick Hill, Ontario. I'm drinking their uh, Night Marzen. What's the what's the ABV on this? It's like five. five. 5.5. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice uh nice fall slash wintry beer. Nice and sweet and malty. Uh give it a 3.5. Mr. Old School. So I got from Beauregard Brasserie. It's uh milkshake choco adashid, so peanut butter chocolate milkshake. When I first poured it, I thought it might have been skunk because it was just like this thick ass goop that came out of the can <laughs> and it went like all over my keyboard and shit. <laughs> But it, but it, uh, don't talk about the stuff that you've been putting on your keyboard. Thanks for your, not that type of show. Ah, uh, okay. Thanks for the clarification. It, it's like muddy and thick, but just all peanut butter. You gave it a four seven five. Makes me uh, excited to try this. Well, give it a try and let me know. Let us know. Let the world know. He's still chewing. <laughs> <laughs> nom, it's a nom, thick nom, beer. Nom 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 nom. nom, nom. I don't know what to think. I was you expecting get- more chocolate. It's more. It's got like a sweetness to it. Is that it like would be Reese? the peanut butter. Is it like a Reese peanut butter or? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of like? Is it a heavy like peanut? Yeah. Taste to it, or is it actual peanut butter? No. no it, Carp. It, is there any like black, like cherry or something in this? No. Huh. It well, might be getting sweetness out of it. It's peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. 
Oh, it's all tr- kinds of peanut butter. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is that sweetness? It's 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 like you're you're drinking a Reese's is there a molasses or something. Uh, Let me see what's in this. Uh, I think I. I don't know. I loved it. Lactose. Lactose. Uh, gluten. Okay. <laughs> yeah, contain these nuts. Peanuts, lactose, oats, and barley. Huh. I don't know, man. I was ex- like looking at it. I wanted to be like a peanut butter milkshake, like a thick stout. But it's got. I I can't put that sweetness. It just throw me off. It's come. Is it is it the <laughs> is it the cacao? Maybe their description on Untapped is this is the new version of our peanut butter stout boosted on steroids with over two hundred kilograms of peanut butter and cacao combined. Uh, it offers a texture you've never seen before. Uh, well, I'm roughly translating from from French. I'm getting I'm uh, getting like black cherry notes. It's creamy. That's why that's I a, thought that's, that's a weird I, mix with peanut butter. Yeah. Creamy roasted. Thought, okay, did I like not rinse my glass yeah. properly? But I pretty thoroughly rinsed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the nose, you'll get roasted peanut butter and yeah. chocolates. Yeah, I got that for um, sure. All peanut butter. That's it. It shouldn't be cacao though, carb, because that's got a duller. Oops, duller sweet. taste as far as chocolate goes. Like a, that's like dark chocolate, basically, from what but I know. Is cacao in French cacao? Well, it's the same thing. It's it's yeah. the uh, it's cacao. So it's cacao. yeah. Yeah, it's it cacao. is fucking thick. It's like a chocolate milkshake of beer. Okay, the you. sweetness throw me off a little bit, so I'm gonna give it a three. Okay, cool. And uh, see money. So this beer took me all kinds of places. Um, so I'm sticking with the Railway City. And I've got a black coal stout. And I've actually learned a little bit here uh, for this case. So it's black coal stout. Shout. Shout. Um, so it's 30 IBU and it's 30 SRM, which I didn't know what the fuck that was. But apparently SRM is the standard reference method in which the lightness or darkness of the beer is actually rated. Yeah, so I had no idea. I had no idea about this. So this is actually pretty pretty cool. Like if you actually look up the beer's SRM is the value of the amount of light lost. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the more light lost, the higher the SRM and the darker the beer. Mm. And then I don't know if this is just like some weird play or if this actually matters, but it says original gravity is 1.065 and final gravity 1.018. So I don't know if that like they're actually talking about the beer settled to a, a different lightness, but that's like, this is shit I've never seen before. Um, and it's delicious. And it actually has toasted coffee beans in it, which for everyone who knows me knows that that's like coffee in my beer is just a big no, no bittersweet chocolate, toasty, uh, toasted coffee beans and f- uh, freshly baked rye bread. Um, really impressed by this beer. Very strong, uh, which I like uh, 4.25 rating. Uh, yeah, so a gravity so. reading refers to the total amount of dissolved solids in water. Since we're talking about beer, those dissolved solids are sugars. These sugars are consumed by yeast to convert the wort on fermented ingredients into beer. So the, the less solids is your gravity. So is it less, is it more sugar added or less sugar added to it? Get, yeah. I'm trying it's to technically get more sugars eaten by the yeast to create the alcohol. Ethanol, to be technical. Anyways, I, I learned something something new with the SRM, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah like Guinness's SRM is stupid high, <laughs> for what I, I remember. Th- this looks like 
the name is is quite appropriate with black coal. It looks as dark, if not darker, than Guinness. Actually, it, it's definitely darker than Guinness. Yeah, Guinness's SRM is forty, but that's also uh, somewhat subjective. So just like IBUs. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, since C Money ended this, uh, C Money made a tournament, and C Money loves us arguing with each other. So this tournament. <laughs> So we're all in our late 30s, early 40s. So this tournament is the toys of our youth. So toys of the 80s and 90s, I'm going to say. There's a, there's a, there's a couple of 90s in there. but And it's there's, most... you know, one from the 60s. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of all over the map, but it's shit. If you were growing up in and around the like late 70s, 80s, and early 90s, you'd, uh, you'd be probably bumping these toys. So maybe or at least notice them a lot, yeah. like seeing them a lot. Uh, maybe a quick explanation for some of the toys for those who don't know. It doesn't have to be obviously in depth in any way. I'd say uh, if you got any interesting stories about certain toys, I definitely say we we, we mention those. Uh, this is a bracket of thirty two, uh, so this would be a slightly longer episode. We probably take a break at some point to get more beer because uh, that's the way this is. And so, see, money uh, gave me the tournament. I randomized it three times before inserting it. And we're going to start from there. So C-Money, round one, we have Smurfs versus Transformers. So Smurfs is kind of a weird one, right? Like you don't really think of Smurfs toys or you think of maybe like the plushes or whatever. But for some fucking reason, everywhere you go, any dentist, any like kids toy chest had these little fucking hard ass plastic Smurf toys. And because there was like a million Smurfs, there was a million fucking toys to choose from. So uh, I just remember seeing them all over the place. There was always the ones that like nobody wanted to play with, but you'd find them everywhere. Against, of course, Transformers, which that really doesn't need an expl- explanation. It's pretty much uh, a staple if you're growing up in that time. It's also still going. It is still going. Very much so. Uh, so we'll start with uh, the creator of the tournament, C-Money. Which was your... I guess we're going by which one we preferred or which one... Like, ha- how are we doing the judgment here? Well, so I actually think it makes sense for this one not just to go based on, like... Because it's easy to go by, like, what sells more or the bigger impact. But, like, mm-hmm. I want it to be more what made you happier playing with. Okay. Like, what what did you play with more? What speaks more to you? Not necessarily like the biggest thing. Okay, uh, we'll start with C money. So Smurf, no, uh, Transformers all the way. <laughs> Phil, wow, Smurfs were like the first collectibles, I guess. It, it really was because <clears throat> they they weren't toys; they were just like figurines that people were, like hard ass figurines that didn't move. Collected? Uh, no, for sure. I I still uh, I am still a fan of Transformers, even the the Michael Bay version and the. Later- <laughs> <laughs> the later iterations of it. So Transformer. And old school. You know, know. Gargamel was played by Hank Azaria. Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's messed up because I actually was forced to watch that movie the other day with the kids. So <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck the Smurfs, man. Get out of there. Fuck. And NPR was in the movie, too. Uh, it would have been a sweep anyway. So yeah. oh, I figured out why it tastes a bit like like black chair. I think it's just the percentage of alcohol. It's good. It's ten point five. It's the business. Yeah, it, it's good, but it's yeah. That pour is. Oh my god! I just noticed the pour went all over my wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll send what you the hell happened, happened to you? Oh my man. god! Yeah. No, it just it's the way the carp said it was upright and just fucking exploded like oh, diarrhea. Oh, it dropped like the whole thing. Just yeah, like, yeah. Hold on, I'll oh, send okay. you a photo. Yeah. Okay. In the meantime, 
we have Clackers versus My Buddy. Yeah, you kind of have to explain these two because I'm. Yeah, I don't remember either of these. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. As soon as I say it, you'll know this one. So yeah. the, the the name Clackers isn't referenceable to most people, right. but literally what it was was a stick that had extensions on both sides that led to a like round ball and all you would do is literally put your hand up and down and the balls would hit one side whip around hit the top part so like back and forth back and forth you, and it would just make a big fucking clacking sound oh it's, like, it's, two, drive, it's like two yo-yos it's like uh, around with two yo-yos I, but you're trying to make them collide with each other well maybe carp you could like on on the screen you could pull up a, an image just like type in clackers or whatever yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, but it's 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 literally like a plastic stick with like a V that goes out both sides to and the point leads to a ball. So that yeah. like based on force, it drops to the bottom, it hits, comes back up and hits. Yeah. Oh my so it's god. Like those, so it's like those balls at the that you, you find like for receptionists and stuff like that. Like you, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like kind you of. hit the first one and then like by by transfer of energy, like the last one goes up and flying. Yeah. Uh of course it's banned now. Yeah, because some two-year-old got injured. Well, oh. it, it's fucking loud as hell, right? It's yeah. just like clack, 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 clack. Like, so here's the video of what the original 1970s clackers is. 1970s. So that's that's one of the versions. But the version oh, C Money's wow. talking about is yeah, it was a plastic, it's a plastic one, plastic with like other everything was plastic with it, obviously, and you would spin it around and you could like. Go clockwise, counterclockwise, up and down, and it would make that click, 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 click. But it was like it was sold everywhere. Every fucking toy store had it. Dollar stores had it. You can buy mini ones. They had ones that glow. Like it was just stupid. My buddy, this one I'm surprised you guys don't remember, but oh, it's Chucky. My buddy was the original Chucky. That's why I was kind of shocked that especially you and Carb didn't recognize this, but it was the original Chucky. It was what freaked the fuck out of people before Chucky was a thing. And it's basically this little like, um, I don't know if you guys remember that, that girl's cartoon uh, rainbow bright. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like basically like a little kid in overalls with very bright colored uh, uh, like sweater, like multicolored sweater. And he had a little hat. And it was the fact that like if your kid was a fucking loser and he didn't have friends, <laughs> you could play with my buddy. <laughs> so, so, we were, we were too was poor. it a euphemism? Is it a euphemism for something? Yeah. I'm going to go play with my buddy. Yeah, exactly. We were too poor to actually own one. Like they were, they were actually kind of expensive at the time. And I, I think, I can't remember, but I think it could have had a tape cassette in it as well. Mm, no, uh, you're thinking about uh, Teddy, uh, Teddy Rux. Well, yeah. He, he, yeah, he'll show up. So he'll he'll show up later on. But um, either way, it was just a, it was like your best friend. That was your thing. And kids used to carry that shit around everywhere, <laughs> like losers. <laughs> so I love the wiki article. The my buddy doll told uh, my buddy doll line was a toy brand made by Hasbro in 1985 with the intention of making a doll to appeal to little boys and teach them about caring for their friends. <laughs> Look what happened. <laughs> the idea was both innovative and controversial for its time. 
as toy dolls were traditionally associated with younger girls. Hasbro also no homo. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Hashtag (laughs) Hasbro (laughs) also introduced a companion kid sister marketed toward girls. Okay. Hasbro discontinued the line before the start of the 1990s and play school took over production, making changes to the likeness and clothing. My buddy is one of several dolls said to be the inspiration for Chucky. Evil doll of child's play. So old school. Did you know? Do you do you remember this one? Yeah. Uh, okay. Because I mean, you've sang this song like a billion times without realizing it. Where it's like, yeah, for sure. my buddy, kid sister, my buddy, kid sister, my buddy, and me and Sean. Allen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So whenever you guys hear him say that shit, it's because of the my buddy. Okay. Okay. Uh, so randomizer says old school. You start. Uh, uh clackers. Uh, I'm also Clackers. I remember playing with the Clackers. I never owned a My Buddy, so and I owned a bunch of versions of Clackers. So I'm Clackers. Phil, I'm gonna go with Chucky <laughs> and see money. So I never actually owned a My Buddy either. I definitely had a bunch of Clackers. Let's let's bring her out early. What's the better toy, Clackers or My Buddy? Uh, it's these uh, those plastic balls you'd smash uh, together. Plastic balls that you would smash together <laughs> to <laughs> make a clacking make, sound. To make the clacking sound. Oh, those. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> Does she know what a, my my buddy is? Yeah, ask her if she knows. Clackers. My buddy. Okay, clackers. Thank you. Okay. Clackers. Yeah. Next round we have Viewmas. Oh, this is an interesting one. Viewmaster versus Light. Oh, fucking Bright. those little fucking. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. explanation <laughs> oh, for Viewmaster. Viewmaster was basically like video. It's like VR before kids, VR right? was a thing. Yeah, before VR was really a thing. So it oh, was literally discs. like these red goggles things that you'd put in front of your eyes and you put mm-hmm. these little circle discs which had film like little strips almost in front of it with images. And as you press the little black button on the side, it rotates the disc to the next image. Mm-hmm. So like they had tons of those discs that you could buy for whatever animals and like planes and all kinds of shit. So kids would just get st- stimulated by looking at these pictures like an inch from their face. Yeah. And those discs um, would, de- would get destroyed. They'd get destroyed. At some point, your kid would fucking chew them. They'd poke holes through the film, all kinds <laughs> of shit. But that fucking Viewmaster, that shit stayed intact for like you could still find them and they'd still be working. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus what was the other one? Sorry, yeah. Oh, light bright, light bright. So they actually still have this today, but it was pretty cool concept where it was basically a blackboard with a bunch of little holes in it and light protruding from the back and little colored plastic. So when you put it in the the hole, mm-hmm. it would light up according to whatever color the plastic was, and you could basically quote unquote design or draw, not really draw, but like design images that would be lit up in the background. Okay, randomizer says we start with old school. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Viewmaster, the nostalgia in like grade school. You know, as primitive as the technology was, it was like this escape, and you'd be able to see these faraway lands an inch away from your face. <laughs> you know, '80s style or whatever. So, yeah, I'd say tech-wise, Viewmaster's uh, more relevant for me. See money. So. um I have a love-hate relationship with Lightbright because I actually think it's pretty cool versus just kids just regularly drawing that they get this kind of different way to to design stuff. Did you get pegged as a kid? But I've also stepped on a fucking thousand of these motherfuckers, so oh, you master. 
Phil, if you ever installed a color LED light somewhere or did Christmas decorations, you were influenced by Lightbright in some way. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the, uh, the Viewmaster. Okay. I personally would have gone with Lightbright. I've spent hours as a kid on a Lightbright. Making penises? Color. Uh, no. Uh, right away, I figured like, he's drawing dicks. Yeah. Like my parents, I mean, every Christmas, my parents were more than generous to me and my sister. So, uh, you know, I would get the designs. It's like, oh, put these ones here to make it look like, you know, uh, Optimus Prime and make this one look like G.I. Joe. So stuff like that. Uh, and the Viewmaster, you know, I'm just clicking pictures. I could look at physical pictures. Okay. Uh, next insane, round, man. we have caps or also known as cap guns versus army ants. So for those of you that grew up uh, in that time, you knew caps were these little red strips with literally like, I want to say it was gunpowder. It's, it's it's like light, light versions of gunpowder. Yeah, it's, it's gunpowder. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. We, we, we like, you, you'll learn about our, our time frame. People were not very safe with the toys that we had. Um, so, but, but literally it was strips of gunpowder on these little red things that you can load into these little plastic guns so that every time you pulled the trigger, the actual um, hammer would come down on top of the gunpowder and make a little spark sound with, and you might see a tiny bit of smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as you got older, you kind of like lit the thing on fire from one end and then just watch it all fucking spark up and pop and burn. (laughs) That was not the recommended use, but yes. (laughs) Well, that trust me. I I think there was a lot of unrecommended (laughs) use for that shit, but still. There's also, I remember the plastic rings too, that you would load like a six shooter with it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They had the, that's right. They had the plastic ones too, or it's literally like a six shooter. Yeah. And you'd get off six shots with it. So just tons of waste of plastic as, as well. Versus army ants. Uh, so army ants is actually one of those, many people forget about this one, but it's literally the fact of like ants from, uh, I think it was a uh, either an orange or red side versus like a blue or purple side. I forget exactly which. Yeah, so orange and orange and blue, basically. And it, it was basically, you'd get these packs of either four or six ants in every collection, and they all had bazookas or, you know, like uh, different guns and like grenades and shit like that. Little plastic, hard plastic toys, but they were kind of like an enhancement on the cheap plastic army men, the the, the all green army men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember having a, a fairly decent collection of these when I was a kid. So uh, this one brought me back. Uh, randomizer, I start, I remember using a cap gun a lot more than uh, ever playing with army ants. So I'm going to take cap guns. Phil. <clears throat> uh, cap guns are sort of my gateway into BB guns. So yeah. Cap guns. Old school. Yeah, we're going to go with cap guns. See money. What would you have voted for? Um, inevitably, it would have been cap guns, but I just really liked army ants too. Mm. Next one, Boglins versus Voltron. So <clears throat> Boglins didn't actually have a very long run, but essentially what it was was this like hand puppet of this really ugly little like gremlin looking thing. But for some reason back then, <laughs> girls fucking hated it. They hated it. So every little boy would have this. And, yeah, yeah, and they would chase Chase the girls. It would drive the parents crazy. So every boy wanted it even more. (laughs) And it was just these little fucking hand puppets. You literally put in the back and you can make their mouth move. And they were like kind of this almost slimy uh, plastic. It was weird, but pretty lifelike, like pretty well designed. Um, So that was one that like uh, came up quite often. 
And then um, what was the other one? Voltron. Uh, Voltron toys. Voltron. So those of you who watch Power Rangers, Voltron basically started that shit off. Uh, it's what has been resurfaced. So many people actually that are, are younger would actually know this now because it's uh, been redone on Netflix. of what streaming service brought it back. But the... I think it's Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Either way, it's the five cats that come together uh, and like they each form one forms like each one forms an arm or a leg or a part of the bust and the head. And it's the, basically the giant kind of Gundam Power Ranger warrior. So that, that was kind of like the one that started it all off, at least in North America, maybe not in like China or Japan. Okay, randomizer starts with C money. To me, my my first major toys were all Voltron. So uh, I remember playing with those religiously. Old school? You can keep the apartment, but you can't keep the drones. Um, Rick and Morty reference there. Uh, we're going to go with the nasty ass Boglins. I had one of those. You know, you, you referenced Voltron, but you didn't reference the Boglins from Rick and Morty. Those are bo- oh, fuck. Oh, who knows more about oh, his favorite show? Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I forgot that was a Boglin. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Mind blown. <laughs> uh, I'm next. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, this is hard because like, I remember <laughs> annoying your sister with this. Oh, my sister's was nine year old, nine years older, so she. Hey, but you can still annoy her. Yeah, I don't remember owning any Voltron toys because I own mostly Transformers and maybe some later on toys. So I'm actually gonna go with Boglins. See uh, money. Uh, sorry, sorry, Phil. There's nothing as satisfying as seeing all five Voltrons combined. So yeah, that one. Tiebreaker, please. And like Phil, how many times did you see those fucking kids that would come up in there? The little plastic white peg that would connect to the main body would be snapped off, and you're like, <laughs> "Loser!" Well, yeah, because it's it's they're connected by their tails. It's like the flimsiest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, so good. I think they they redid like a better version later. Smaller boglins, a subspecies known as Boglinus minimus, <laughs> named Squidgy, Slump, Slurp, Spunk, Squawk, and Squeal. <laughs> That's cool. It's really cool that they. They're the team behind the Jim Hansen company. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's uh, what I'm saying about the quality of <laughs> yeah, the. Yeah, no, it's not uh, okay. Boglins. You remember what a Boglin was? I think so. Okay. The <laughs> nasty ass fucking uh, hand puppets. Troll. Cannon. Troll monster. Ghouly critter. Uh, gremlin. Versus Voltron. So that'd be almost like a pre uh, Curse of the Power Rangers. Like, none of these are girl toys. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> I cares. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> There's four guys on a podcast. You want yeah. us to have fucking Barbie? <laughs> did uh, did you have a friend in grade school that would like run run after you with a Boglin? Trust He's trying to influence the vote. <laughs> All right, Voltron. Thank you. Sounds good. See, it's too bad BB couldn't make it tonight. He would have been the perfect fifth for this. Yeah, yeah he would have. Okay, next round we have Popples versus Marbles. Oh man, fucking marbles, man! Oh, so, the battles! <laughs> You're battles. marking out for marbles. <laughs> <laughs> for marbles, I love this. <laughs> <We're seeing laughs> How old are you? You'd have to fight over steelies, you know, like you, yeah. you want to get it. Oh man! So popples um, were actually like I think if these things came back, they would be a massive hit. They were literally these little like uh, stuffed animals, but like. You can literally roll them into a ball and kind of carry them around a little bit easier. And it was just a really big thing. Like you said, like every, it was kind of a girls and boys toy. 
and they were just super colorful, super fun. Um, so a lot of kids had these popples. And 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 if you mention it to people from back, like that's a nostalgia point. You say popples, people know popples. Looks like there's a Netflix show of popples coming. Yeah, that's pretty trippy. There you go. It's making a comeback, basically. They look really creepy. Uh, Versus marbles. Marbles. So every, like, even if you were fucking from, like, the shittiest neighborhood in the world, you can afford marbles. They cost, like, 25 cents. You get a, a little mesh bag full of them. And the whole point was there was crazy amount of styles, various types. There was the steelies. There was the jumbos. There was the clear ones. And you would have to essentially you'd start both off at one area and you'd have to roll your marbles towards each other. And if you hit the other person's marble with your marble first, you win the game and you take their marble. So it became a, a, a thing that stood out where like you would start to be strategic about which marble you're willing to put on the line and, and go toe to toe. And there was various rules that got introduced. Like uh, I think it was called drop eye where like, you'd actually be able to take the marble from the top and drop it down. And if you hit that marble, like it was kind of a way to get a cheap or an easier shot at things versus rolling further away. So it was just one of these things where every kid had marbles. The history of marbles in the early 20th century, small balls of stone from about 2,500 BCE identified by archeologists as marbles. I didn't realize it was that far back. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, So we're starting with Phil. Uh, Wait, we already did this one. Okay, so Phil. I have fond memories of Popples. They were were like the really cute toys that also boys can play with. So yeah, Popples. Uh, I'm going to go with marbles because marbles were like pogs where you could like take your better toy, like better marble from other people. Uh, but also I have the ability to get drunk and watch the marble races on YouTube right now. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with marbles. Uh, see money. This is a tough one. Cause I like, again, the popples thing brings me back right away. And I, I think it was one of the few kind of like stuffed animals like that, that I actually had, but inevitably it's, it's the competition of marbles. It just, it, it had wars, man. You would, you would have people who would lose their, their prime marble and you'd legit get into fights. You'd literally like throw hands because you're like, you're not stealing my fucking steely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. And old school. Yeah. This is hands down marbles. Like the, the battles, man, like the milky way ones, the, the milky, like, they had the ones like the planets that were like bumpy on yeah, the outside yeah. too. Oh yeah, the bumpy ones. Yeah, yeah. The Steelies obviously were like the like in our circle. Yeah, the Steely was like the best. Then, then they had these like swirly ones that were like really vibrant and crazy, like swirl of blue and white and stuff like that. Like it was kind of like a, a cast almost. Like yeah. if you had a certain type of marble, you were almost like either really good at marbles or you can afford, <laughs> you, you, can you, afford weren't yeah. case, you weren't like yeah. a poor ass fucker. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> had their, their pencil case with marbles, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so my grandmother uh, knitted me a bag for marbles. So I had like a knit bag wow. full of marbles. Did you say your grandfather did it? My grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, one of my grandmother's like, she made me a oh my god a D and D dice bag. Just, I'm sorry, and, I just saw the next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew this one would so, get. Oh, but yeah, uh, you know, so it's marbles. It won the round. Uh, next, we have slip and slide versus <laughs> WWF thumb wrestlers. Because yeah, WWE I tried to do thumb. politically correct, but yeah, World um, Wrestling Federation thumb wrestlers. Slip and slide still exists today. This caused 
a lot of injuries as kids um, and a lot of really like shitty old people that just look like idiots trying to use it. But essentially all it was, was a long tarp of plastic that had little areas where you'd put your hose connected to it and water would be on it and you'd, you'd run and you'd slide and you'd hit a bump and take a dive. Yeah. And hopefully you basically stay the on the sheet. Yeah. You try to stay on the sheet to the end, which had a little bit of a bump yeah. where when you hit the bump, you kind of raise up a little bit and you splash into a, a slightly bigger pool of water <laughs> and hope that one of the spikes didn't come out and impale you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you just, you, you picture it, people running, trying to do, you're trying to stand and surf, fucking taking out the younger kids and just having them flip on their skulls, <laughs> falling into the yeah. grass and sliding like 30 feet on the grass. That's it. Yeah. Oh, wait until I say the, after you mentioned the next one, wait, wait about slip and slide. Oh my God. Uh, okay. And then, um, so the next one is back when it was called WWF and, you know, fucking pandas and like cockatoos weren't uh, all bitching about, you know, being endangered. <laughs> it was called the WWF. And so you had like, this is back in the day of like Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Coco Beware, all these classic fucking guys, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ultimate Warrior, like th- the whole crew from back then. And literally what it was, was you had a plastic wrestler and it's fucked as fucked up as it sounds, a <laughs> hole in his butt where you would stick your thumb up and you'd like basically do kind of like thumb wars with people and you'd quote unquote wrestle other wrestlers. So this was like a huge thing where it was sold at all like the here they had a place called Giant Tiger. Uh, you get these big metal bins full of them and like it became a collector's item. Fuck, I'm even looking at Roddy Roddy Piper. I forgot about him like all the classic ones from back then so uh that was the other toy uh so slip and slide between 1973 and 1991 seven adults and a 13 year old suffered neck injuries or paralysis while using slip and slides that sounds about right (laughs) (laughs) oh randomizer says we start with c money this is tough man i actually had a pretty well for what what it is as a kid you have a, a decent collection i probably had like 10 or 12 of the uh the thumb wrestlers and slip and slide was all about summer. Like if you were doing slip and slide, you were outside having a blast as a kid, carefree. I find this a tough one because the problem I found with the, the, the thumb wrestlers is you eventually get bored with them and you just kind of like throw them away or like have them lying around the house and use them for other things. So I think I'm going to land on slip and slide on this one. Okay. Well, I'm a Mark. So WWE or F thumb wrestlers for me, I never really like, I don't have a lot of memories of using a slip and slide. So it's like everybody, you know, we need because go to of your concussion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Concussions. But that was from soccer. That wasn't from slip and slides. I just remember having the thumb wrestlers. But so it, they're not on the list, unfortunately. But I remember the big, heavy plastic WWE. Yeah, that was the other one I was going to put up there. The yeah. Original toy line. Jumbos. So but I've always been, you know, I've been a wrestling mark since I was eight. So WWF thumb wrestlers is getting the vote for me. Uh, Phil. I'm going to go for probably what accounts for a quarter of all America's funniest home videos. <laughs> <laughs> Slip and slide. And old school. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go to the tiebreaker because for me, that I, I don't recall either doing much slip and slide in there, it, but WWF 1980s, I had all of these fucking guys. And yeah. The big, yeah, I almost wish you had that, the big rubber guys in the ring and stuff. I spent so many hours playing with that. So uh, a mutual friend of mine, C-Money's Les, at uh, the, the campground I used to go to, 
he uh, made like a die a dice game uh, where it would involve the big wrestlers and you would like pretend to do the thing. So like I'd roll a one and it'd be like a suplex. So I grab his guy, I grab my guy and like do a, a fake suplex. That's cool. Uh, and then you, uh, the only way you could win the match is you had to get five, which was finisher and then six for the pin. Okay. So it was, you, you have know, to always roll a five, six. Yeah. To, to finish the game. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, old school. You want to get our tiebreaker, please? Slip and slide's going to win it, but we'll see. I don't we know. have to sell her on. She's a bit uh, of a wrestling mark now. Yeah. Well, now, but not then. You really probably. have to sell her on thumb wrestlers. All right, <laughs> so we got a slip and slide versus WWE thumb wrestlers. All right, thanks. <laughs> uh, that's the divorce, folks. Well, it was nice having her around, yeah. and yeah, she can go at the window now. <laughs> bye bye. Next round, we have Pogo Ball versus My Pet Monster. <laughs> So for those of you that want to know about Pogo Ball, (laughs) Pogo Ball essentially looks like Saturn. It's like a ball that's somehow been compressed with a disc around it that you would put one foot on either side of the disc and kind of like tighten your foot against the ball part. And you would jump up and down on it, kind of like a pogo stick, but in the sense that like you would basically bounce around and keep your balance. And it was actually really good cardio. It was like a lot of people had to figure out how to do good balance and everything like that. They had all kinds of crazy colors, various versions that became kind of like octagons instead of just round surfaces versus my pet monster, which my pet monster was probably one of the most recognizable toys from your youth. As far as like, it was just like this iconic looking monster uh, it had these shackles. The idea was that you'd have to, like, as a little kid, you'd have to keep it in control because he's kind of, like, crazy. But, like, he was also nice. And then they eventually, I think they made a cartoon about it as well mm-hmm. back in the day when they had, like, gummy bears and all that shit on TV. But, yeah, it was just one of those things where I knew, like, everybody who had a My Pet Monster it was kind of like the evolution of My Buddy, where now it became about monsters. So, similar thing from what I recall. My Pet Monster television program, one season Released September 12th, 1987. Okay. Uh, We start with old school. Yeah, man, that pogo ball. Talk about injuries. (laughs) A lot of people fuck themselves up on a pogo ball. Uh, And I never had a pet monster, so we'll go pogo. Phil? I'm also going to go with head first injuries into a wall. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, same. Uh, I never owned a pet monster, and I'm pretty sure I've been injured on a pogo ball. So. Pokeball. It's like the best toy is the most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you, it's gonna come down to what injured you the most. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, where's the why is there lawn darts there? Trust me, I was gonna put that one, but I was like, yeah, no murder on this show. I I literally almost fucking got my grandma in the head with one of those things on a birthday. Oh my God. Jesus I, sh- I I went to shoot it forward and I fucking released way too late. It went literally behind me and like smack dead in the middle of a picnic table where my aunts and my grandparents were sitting my dad just fucking like irish irish grabbed me and the irish you up and this was on my birthday amazing (laughs) uh that's awesome okay next uh next so next one uh, we have gi joe versus teddy ruxpin okay so i don't i don't think gi joe needs much of a uh an introduction but you know Yo, Joe, fucking some of the most badass kind of military guys, Cobra. They had a shit ton of various toys, different. I think they were one of probably the first that really started to deliver a lot of like vehicles too. So it was like war on drugs. 
not like the Nixon stuff, but like, <laughs> or was it Nixon or the Reagan? Is Reagan, Reagan, stuff, Reagan? But like, uh, like literally, just these guys are all cracked out and had cool weapons and you know snake eyes and all those guys that were in it. So you should know GI Joe. Uh, and then Teddy Ruxpin, which again was back in the day, kids had a lot of these toys, and they came out with the first one, which literally had a a tape cassette that you put in his back, which would allow him to tell you stories and kind of speak to you a little bit. So it entertained the kid with like a friend to talk to type of thing until the batteries would Mm. start to fucking go. Mm. (laughs) And that shit would like fucking in the middle of the night, look at you and like, Start freaking out every freaking kid. You my friend. Are you my friend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're starting with C-Money. I didn't. Uh, I never had a huge G.I. Joe collection, but I also never owned a Teddy Ruxpin. The only, the only, actually, Baz Tardo actually had one, and that's where, like, that shit literally happened multiple times at his place. He'd be sleeping over, and that fucking thing would go off, so it's kind of freaky, but I would say G.I. Joe is, is definitely my joint. Old school. Just out of respect of the technology, technology alone for Teddy Ruxpin. I'm going to give it to them to that because uh, there was a guy on YouTube who recently broke it down to try to figure out why like the Teddy Ruxpin tapes would have him move the mouth when he'd talk. And then if you play a regular cassette, he wouldn't move the mouth. Like it was, it was, they did it with like special tones in the tape and stuff. It was really cool. And that's from the early eighties. Like that's impressive. So I'm going to give it to Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, I had a shit ton of G.I. Joe, Trouble Bubbles, yes. Serpentor. I had so much to the point where I kind of wish that my parents didn't give them away when I was a kid because I probably have like $100,000 worth of toys right now. But I just, I remember loving G.I. Joe, the cartoon, the toys to no end. You know, somebody would get a double of something or you'd leave out Zartan in the sun until he permanently change that purple color <laughs> yeah there's you know you'd spin the gi joe so much that you try and make him fly like a helicopter and eventually snap the the, the thing in half so they, they would always have the little fucking elastic bands holding the waist together yeah and you twist them and twist them and twist them and then fucking pop them yeah but uh i mean just the sheer money my parents probably spent on gi <laughs> joe's and the hours and hours of fun I had with my friend Darbadar up the street playing G.I. Joe in his uh, parents' like backyard. It was, you know, fond memories of that. So, G.I. Joe. Uh, Phil? I'm all about Amer- American propaganda. Uh, <laughs> thank thank you, later, Reagan. <laughs> thank you, President Reagan, to, for advertising directly to kids. So, uh, go, go Joe. Go, go Joe. Or, as, as I know them, my wrestlers in Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next, we have glowworms versus micro machines. So, glowworms wasn't a toy of sorts. It was more of a kid's like cuddle a doll. thing, like yeah. a doll to help them fall asleep. But the concept was it like the body was this soft kind of like wormish thing, and the head was a more hard plastic, but it literally glowed, and I I think it played some like soft music, so it was more like a mm-hmm. um, a comfort toy that I think most kids end up having back then. Um, and I think it had like one of those little sleep caps with the little, like almost like a Santa hat mm-hmm. uh, type of thing. Uh, so I know a lot of kids who had that until I believe they went off because they actually started causing fires. Great. Um, if I recall. 
something for you to look into, Carp. Yeah, that wouldn't make um, sense because versus micro machines, which was basically that like you had toy cars as a kid. Let's make them fucking super stupid tiny and <laughs> so save like, on yeah. metal let's save yeah. on metal and make more toys yeah exactly it's like it was like a third of the size of like a fucking normal toy car and uh they actually had some really cool designs and they actually like they actually ran pretty good like they they could get a little bit of distance when you push them but it would be the fact that kids would have them then they started making like micro planes and micro trains and all this kind of stuff so it became like an expansion and uh kids would like bring them around at school because they were small enough to keep away from the teacher and you know you start to trade them with your friends and so forth glowworms were recalled in new zealand because a five-month-old got burned but like okay so the, the picture is showing the kid it does have like a almost like a sunburn on its neck it's not like yeah. the kid got lit on fire but uh, it didn't burst into flames That's there's nothing about it being permanently recalled they they brought them uh, back but there's like new ver- so actually right there that picture of the um, the pink thing there yeah yeah uh, the seahorse we yeah. actually bought that for our kids but it's like the new version right That's a new version okay. cuz they uh, look at the wiki go back to the wiki there was something mentioning about the uh, there's something about the plastic that they yeah, plastic the its plastic head was softened with phthalates yeah, flatates, which can be dangerous if swallowed by children. Yeah, so it was like poisonous too. And that was that was in the 2000s. It wasn't in the 90s yeah. or 80s. Well, these were marketed to pretty much like parents with babies, so that they yeah. like had yeah. something to to hold on to during the night. So they would probably like put their mouths and on their face, like all babies do. Okay, uh, so the randomizer says I start. All right, it's going to be glowworm. Now, here's a story. You had one. You have one now. No. Uh, so I was like, I want to say six. Uh, before we had our our campground in Plattsburgh, my parents would go down to Plattsburgh, and we would. Uh, there was like a beachfront motel. It's Plattsburgh. That's what people did. Forgot the glowworm once there. I didn't sleep for three nights until they went back to the states to bring it home to me because oh. I didn't sleep without that thing. I had a fit. When I found out he, I can't remember what I named him uh, when I didn't have him. And uh, yeah, my parents had to drive back an hour and cross the border to pick it up again, to bring it home uh, because I wouldn't sleep without it. I did own a fuck ton of micro machines. Uh, So old school, you're the vote. Yeah, I remember they had the commercial with the speed talker guy. Yes, yes. (laughs) The same guy who did the... um... What was the other one? FedEx that guy, or something, I don't know. Yeah, he's done like Dunkin' Donuts. Done, yeah, he was like the speed talker guy from the 80s. Everybody knows him uh, from the 80s. Uh, I mean, yeah, I had all these cars. that had the big, the like the mini hauler. So they have like the big. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a big truck that held all the micro Held all the fucking driver mm-hmm. around. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, these are fun. I didn't have that worm thing. So I'm going to go with micro machines. Simone. I liked micro machines, but I had a glow worm. And I remember as a young kid, like that was like one of those things that just was like, again, kind of like carp. You you had to know where he was. Like that was your, that was your, that was your boy back then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Phil. I'm going to go with micro machines because I I still think they're very cool. Just the way that they design like the smaller versions of every car. Yeah. (laughs) Tiebreaker. Colsey girlfriend. Glow worms, micro machines. Oh, I like the glowworms. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that clear as day, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like glowworms. I like glowworms. 
Uh, next, we have Pound Puppies versus Gromiti Monster Pound Warriors. Puppies. Fuck off. So, funny story here is yeah. uh, I was recently shopping for some shit for the kids to kind of give to each other this Christmas. And, he's still and around. Pound Puppies came back. Oh, my God. They're actually in stores. They're smaller, mm-hmm. but they're like literally small Pound Puppies. But So, Pound Puppy was literally just a plush dog very iconic it was kind of like the dog version of um care bears right and they they literally had like a, a little mini house that they would get and you'd like adopt the dog and it would have like a name tag and shit like that and it was just these very that. cute yeah. puppy dogs that kids would have ironically that many many parents used it as kind of like a test even to see how the kid would treat a dog before buying them one so it just became kind of like that that thing versus so Monster Warriors, this was like kind of threw me back. I, I this was kind of a, a late edition because I didn't even remember them, but it was these little tiny monsters. Like, I'm talking like they must have been fucking two inches by like two inches, but they were very detailed. It was kind of like um DD figures almost, mm-hmm. and uh, they just had like very cool like weapons or armor or like very well designed little things and you, you you got them all over the place as well you get like one or two in a pack and i remember playing with them uh, quite often it was just like that one thing you could carry around with you very easily and you had at your desk in school or you had like uh, you brought in the car and stuff like that but it's less remembered by most people old school yeah i don't know about those monster warrior things but they look actually look pretty cool and I could imagine myself as a kid wanting to play with them, but just because I was never exposed to them, I guess I'm going to have to go with pound puppies. <laughs> you sound so angry about that. I just like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Had it been <laughs> anything else, pound puppies would not be advancing in my opinion. But yeah. No. Yeah, I wonder what happened to my pound puppy. But uh, yeah, I used to have one. So pound puppies. See money. For me, it's actually the Monster Warriors. I had a pound puppy, but I think I played with the Monster Warriors more. Uh, I personally don't ever remember owning the Monster Warriors, so Pound Puppy for me. I think Pound Puppies is going to be the raisin brand of this. <laughs> yeah, I was yep. about to say the same thing. <laughs> yep. We have the classic oh. Styrofoam Warplanes versus Play-Doh. So funny story about the Styrofoam Warplanes. Uh, where I live is, um, I actually mentioned this store before. It's a store that in most places it fucking died off, but it was Giant Tiger. And for like forever, you just think of this store as like the fucking ghetto. It's like the Kmart probably in the States. I don't know if you guys have giant, giant tiger in the States, but I'm walking through the store and all of a sudden I see this freaking box and it's these styrofoam warplanes. Now for those who grew up in the time used to go to the, well, in Quebec, it's called the Depanar, but it's the corner store. And they would have these little styrofoam warplanes where it was just this thin little package that you'd have to open up all styrofoam you'd have to poke out the little holes to like slide the wings in and it came with a little like plastic nose with a a little propeller a blue propeller and uh you depending on the model of the plane for some reason some flew like shit (laughs) and others flew really fucking good and then like you'd toss them in the air and they they'd actually like do major loops or they'd catch air and like fly down the street they'd always crash you'd see the odd one break or like you'd constantly be re-adding the nose on the front of it because when it hit the pavement it fucking like exploded but like that was everywhere and they were dirt cheap they were like 10 15 cents back then uh versus play-doh which no explanation really needed but everybody had colored play-doh and did all kinds of shit with that Mm -hmm. 
And your parents had to clean up the mess. Yeah, exactly. Or it got rock hard and you had to yeah. throw it. <laughs> Just for the nostalgia of going to the, the depth for like some orange orange drink in a plastic bag and uh, and Mr. Freeze <laughs> and then getting a styrofoam uh, warplane. It's the only time I supported anything that's Japanese. So go go zero planes. <laughs> uh, yeah, styrofoam warplanes for me. Uh, same thing. My buddy Darbadar, he lived in like a two-story house. So chucking him off the second floor and watching him just crash into the building across the alleyway after, you know, they were what, a buck each back in the day. So that was like nothing. You buy a bunch. You... Are you listening to this show? <laughs> what do you mean? I think like a minute ago, I said they were like 15, 20 cents. And you're like, they're like a dollar. Oh, getting a few for a dollar. I can't even remember that well. But I think there were, by the time I got one, it was like from 30 cents, like 50 cents to 75 cents. They jumped up quickly, but that's because yeah. of the demand. Well, I, I guess the supplies were running lower or something. Mm. Or, or, I don't know. Or the price decide, of styrofoam was going up. It was up. like the same box, but they decided to just jack up the price. It's yeah. When, when McDonald's got rid of their styrofoam uh, oh, the cups containers, yeah. they probably started getting rid of styrofoam because it was toxic. Yep. Remember when Burger came in styrofoam? Yeah. <laughs> Ask Dennis Leary. He's got a song about yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, styrofoam warplanes for me. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. I'm trying to find if there's like something on eBay that I can buy like a whole box of this. I actually have like three or four nice. in my house right now that like untouched. Nice. Keep them. Yeah. Uh, old school. I remember marking out over and just the anticipation of bringing that styrofoam warplane home and assembling it. And I always remember it being like a shit experience. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it fucking break in two seconds yeah. or whatever. And like you see money said, like some wouldn't even fly well. But like every time I'd still get my hopes up and get all hyped up about these fucking planes. So just I guess the memories that I'd give it to that. <laughs> the best part is like for some reason as a kid, like we had like pretty good strength at that age so like you'd fucking whip this thing as hard oh. as possible and <laughs> yeah, it would just to, like yeah. fucking sputter and hit the ground so you, you had to learn how to be gentle you want to hit some your friend's eye or yeah. like a friend's sister's like behind the back or something but it would just go crashing straight down you would do like a one one turn yeah. and then just go yeah, uh, I'm assuming, well, I mean, the vote doesn't matter, but C-Money, you probably would have gone with Styrofoam yeah, yeah, or I, I fucking uh, hate Play-Doh because of yeah. what it does to my house right now. Okay, <laughs> He-Man versus Big Wheel. Oh, right. man. He-Man, you guys know him. Master of the Universe. Skeletor. All right, here's a quiz. Who knows the cat's name? Cringer. Cringer. Cringer, good job. He was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. He wasn't like the biggest toy but back then the cartoon blew up at one point and for probably a solid year or two like everyone was doing the i am uh what is it uh, i have the power of the universe or whatever it is like it was it's just, just that, i have the power but like i have the power that's right yeah, yeah. extreme power for like and it was five, just like like the whole 
experience of waking up Saturday morning cartoons and watching it, you just fucking got all hyped. So he looks super like <laughs> super gay. He's basically this big muscly guy with like a German <laughs> haircut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a bowl sweet, cut. Sweet, Swedish or whatever like haircut. Bowl cut, but a mullet bowl yeah. cut or something. Something like that. Little like side bob or whatever in a thong, like basically in a thong, but he had this badass cat that was all scared. And then you put like when he transformed to He-Man, he got like uh, the battle cat basically and got all this like gear on him and stuff like that uh, versus big wheel, which when you were a kid, you rocked that thing in the street, man. You it's basically a predominantly plastic bike, but you were sitting down low and your legs were more like straight, kind of like you'd be at a, some of the bikes at a gym. And the front wheel was literally much larger than the back wheels. So you'd fucking be bombing down the street and you'd just hit the brakes and slide everywhere. So a lot of kids had that bike. Starting with C-Money. C-Mummy, apparently. I got to go with uh, the Power of Greystall. Phil? They should bring uh, big wheels back so that people never lose their kids. Because uh, you can hear those things from like two blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic on the road. You could fucking hear that a mile away. Yeah, I'm still going to go with the He-Man and uh, the Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> exactly. Good times. Uh, old school. This is tough because I was a huge He-Man mark. Just like role-playing when I'm a kid, just like taking a plastic sword and smashing people. Like it was so fun. <laughs> it was fun, man. But Big Wheel, that was my first method of transportation. And that would get me from like my place to Kebbo's place, which was just like a street away. But that was like when you're a kid, like before a bike, you had a big wheel. So for the nostalgia, I'm going to have to go with the big wheel. Uh, I'm going to vote He-Man. Uh, what was Skeletor's castle's name? I can't remember. Grayskull? No. No. That was a good one. No, Skeletor's. Uh, but I remember having the toy that the slime would come down. Yes. Out of the skull. Right. And at, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. Uh, at the wake for my grandfather's funeral, uh, we used to live above them uh and i was seven eight at the time you know you're not really subjected to death that much so i went downstairs with a bucket of this not a bucket but like the little thing of slime and did a fake sneeze during my grandfather's wake wow (laughs) so and he haunts you to this very day no uh but i also have the he-man 30th anniversary dvd collection where you actually get the castle of gray skull uh with the all other DVDs of He-Man. So. Oh, like the splines combined and all that? Yeah, so it's pretty uh, awesome. You, you're, you're referring to Snake Mountain. Yeah, uh, like Castle Grayskull, I was just reading here. I, I forgot about this. Neither He-Man or Skeletor lived in Castle Grayskull. No, it was a summon. Like, it was in the background. Yeah, which is crazy because that was like the most iconic yeah. layer back then. It was the big, like, uh, oh, it's the, the skull-looking, green skull-looking thing. Yeah, it was like the goddess who gave him the power of Grayskull. She lived there, from what I remember. Something like that, yeah. I don't know. i got to watch the seasons again. Maybe uh, during the Christmas holidays, I, I'll just marathon all of He-Man. Yeah, from the creator of Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Tonka Trucks versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Tonka Trucks, I think every boy in the history of mankind has had these. Um, it's various types of trucks for digging, carrying stuff. They're like these well-made metal <laughs> trucks of diggers and excavators and like dump trucks and shit like that. So like a staple, I would say in just about every little boy's uh, life. 
you'd always see the iconic yellow and black trucks for the most part. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figurines. So that was like later on compared to a lot of this stuff. It was more in the, the late 80s, early 90s. But it's basically the whole franchise of, I think it was probably one of the first franchises that just had a massive, massive amount of figures to choose from. I don't know if there's anything before that that had this many uh, figurines. Well, like even more than G.I. Joe and no, Star Wars. Because they... they- they were the first to do variants on the same character. So G.I. Joe wouldn't have like, well, later on they would do, but you wouldn't have like Ninja Snake Eye and then Snow Snake Eye and then yeah. like, <laughs> Mutant Snake Eye. Movie There's the white and eye. black Snake Eyes there. Yeah. You have like the Snake Eye and then like that was it. But the uh, Ninja Turtles, they, they just milked the shit out of it. They just had variants upon variants of the same. And so many fucking characters are ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so. Like, uh, I'm even looking at an article, the 11 kookiest non-Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures. And I remember the owning the Mutagen Man, where you'd, like, drop little pieces of plastic and, and they would, like, dissolve in them. So, pizza face. I had I had all of these except the first one that was on that list. Wow. I, I was stupid collector. <laughs> uh, so, the voting goes to me to start. Oh, man. I had both a good amount of these toys. Shit, this is a pretty difficult decision, actually. I'm going to go with Tonka Trucks just for like how well made they were. And, you know, our city was still kind of expanding back in the 80s. So it's like you could go to where a house was being built and like play Tonka Trucks like in the sand pits, like while the houses were being built and shit. So uh, I'm going to go with Tonka Trucks. See uh, money. I had so many Tonka trucks growing up. It was one of those things. I agree with you, Carp. It was like you just always found a friend to play with in the dirt and back in the day where you didn't have to sit in front of a, a screen the whole time. You actually just played outside, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like the biggest TMNT mark of all time. <laughs> in my, in my opinion, I just, I, I probably had 50 plus figurines, many of the core like uh, vehicles and stuff like that. So that was probably one of my biggest things I've ever collected. Old school. Yeah. I think Phil referred to one of his GI Joes as one of the guys in his Royal Rumble. Uh, for me, that was <laughs> Casey Jones. <laughs> Casey Jones was always in my Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I love those turtle toys. I, I remember my mom getting me a foot soldier for Christmas. I'm like, what the fuck? Why'd you give me this jobber foot soldier? <laughs> you know how much that's worth today? That's crazy that you think about it. But I remember getting that toy and be like, oh. I think that was like one of the most disappointing moments of my childhood. <laughs> getting, <laughs> would, it, would it be in your book about your family? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's a Everybody whole chapter dedicated book. to that yeah, foot soldier. Yeah, fucking foot soldier. And now that you mentioning it's one of the more expensive ones is crazy. Uh, so we're going to go with TMNT. And Phil. Uh, again, shout out to a multiple World Rumble winner, Samurai Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, TMNT was and and for some reason still is my gem. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't yeah. show man. I can't I don't understand. It's everything like, I see about TMNT I'm immediately it's like, yeah it's like ooh new and new TMNT. Have you yeah. been looking at buying the arcade one system for your hefts? I uh, actually want to get the uh the big arcade system that has all the games. Wow. Oh okay. Oh the um the it's called like a MAM or MAME system. M A M E. Well that's an emulation. You can make yeah. you can take a PC and uh but it, it's got the original arcade skins from the original TMNT game that came yeah, out. So yeah, yeah. it's that, but it has all the games in it. Nice. Because I know there's the arcade one, which has the three TMNT games, and it's like owning owning the, the actual system. 
I think they sell that at Costco. Costco, the brick, a couple other places. Walmart has them as well. So mm-hmm. very cool. Uh, next toys, finger monsters versus super soakers. All right. So finger monsters, literally like, I don't know how these things became so popular, but it was literally these little rubbery kind of fun looking plastic monsters that you put on your fingers and you did like little finger puppets with, but they just, they actually come up in nostalgia and a lot of different things. You'll, you've probably seen them without realizing what they were from, but like they were sold everywhere. Kids had them at, you know, back then again, all these, uh, all these shitty stores where you just buy like a mix of comic books and dumb shit back in the day. And they were pretty, pretty cheap, but they were kind of like fun little finger puppets versus super soakers. Wow. So uh, again, uh, giving kids guns, but with water. So it was like, you'd have to do the pump up action in many cases and get pressure built up. uh, And you just have water straight up water wars. And they came up with like fucking the craziest versions of it where you had like a, a water pack on your back. You had like ones that just shot like gigantic blasts of water in your face. Um, and they, they sell them still today like crazy. We start with Phil. I'm surprised they never did a super soaker that's also a pressure washer for your driveway. <laughs> it's called a pressure washer. <laughs> no, but it's that's the adult, it's yeah. the adult version of a super that's, soaker. That's what I use today as my super soaker. <laughs> you aim it at your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the age <clears throat> of Yeah. No, super soakers. Old school. Yeah, I had a 50. So I remember. Having the, you know, it wasn't that he wasn't a huge thing, but for, you know, I think the 50 was one of the most popular models. Yeah, I think it was like the 50 and the 150 were like the two yeah, big I, ones. I remember my buddy got the 150 and I was so pissed. Like it was just, <laughs> you're just getting a little, little fucking 50 and he's just blasting you with the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, man. Super soakers. Yeah, I'm also super soakers. Uh, I don't remember finger monsters at all, really. Uh, like even just looking at the Google image, I'm like, I don't remember these things. So, but yeah, I, I had the backpack super soaker at one point. So it's like, I, just I ironically, found out that the, uh, the finger monsters came back in the emoji movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and to end the round of 16, we have Ghostbusters versus etch a sketch. Um, so everybody should know Ghostbusters, one of the most iconic songs of all time. Um, essentially a group of guys with these backpacks that would be able to capture ghosts and, and capture them in this little, uh, chamber and they'd go out and basically fight ghosts. And they had these toys with the, uh, the blasters and the, that would actually have like this extension to replicate the actual energy coming from the blaster that you can like rotate and make it look like it was actually moving. And you could get like the Ecto one, which was the main car and all, all, you know, Slimer and Stay Puff and all that kind of stuff as part of the franchise. So it was pretty, I think today those toys are actually quite valuable as well versus Etch-A-Sketch, which was, I don't even know the best way to describe it, but essentially it's like a screen that you can like draw lines on using knobs almost like a radio knob or back then uh, radio knobs to like make it go. Yeah. Dials, knobs, whatever to kind of make it go up left, right. People got really fucking talented with this thing and they can do some crazy, crazy designs. And the whole point was that it, it wasn't like paper where you you've done the drawing and then the paper's done with or whatever. You can literally pick it up. And I, I think it was like sand or some shit in it, but you basically shake it and it would clear the screen and you'd start all over again. 
Starting with C-Money. This is a tough one. I never had many Ghostbuster toys except for Stay Puff and I think it was Peter Venkman. Etch-A-Sketch, I probably played with more because it was everywhere. Like everyone seemed to have one. But I think I remember like keeping that Stay Puff toy with me like everywhere. So I'm going to go with Ghostbusters. Old school. You know, Kev still has a Stay Puff, his original Stay Puff. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's money right there. Yeah, yeah it I is. mean it's it's uh, it needs a good cleaning there, but he's yeah. still got it. Um, yeah, I played a lot of, with a lot of Ghostbusters. I was huge mark back in the day. I had the Ecto one. I had all the fucking all the guys there. I had Stay Puff. I'm sure Stay Puff was in a rumble at some point too. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Ghostbusters. Phil, remember having the proton pack and the uh, the trap? That trap would open maybe half the time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because you, you, you think like, oh, it, it's cool like in the movies. You throw it and it lands like on the right side. No, no. no it, always, it, it always fell on the wrong side. Yeah, because it was attached to like a tube so that like you yeah. press the pedal and everything. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Cool. All right. So that's the round of 16. Uh, everything's been explained. So the next uh, few rounds will go by quickly. At this point, we're going to take a quick commercial break uh, so we can go get more beer because I think you guys probably finished your beers like I have yep. uh, a little bit ago. Yep. So that's a leak. Yeah. So we'll be right back after this. This ad is for all the fellow Canadian beer drinkers listening to this show. It's time to check out Craft Tap. All Beer Inside is about drinking and supporting local, and this service lets you get tasty craft beer from across multiple Canadian provinces without having to travel halfway across our great country. You could purchase for one-time delivery or get yourself the Craft Beer Fan subscription package. You can grab the All Beer Inside referral link in this episode's show notes and get yourself a discount while helping out the show. Isn't it time to simply get the beer sent to you? Let's drink local and help support small Canadian craft breweries. And we're back from commercial break. So I believe we've all grabbed an additional beer uh, to finish off the evening and the tournament. So we'll start with Phil. I am drinking from uh, something we picked up during, I guess, the summer from Barabbas. Uh, Pamelu, their milkshake IPA coming in at uh, 6% ABV. It is a very solid, uh, odd style milkshake IPA. So I give it a four. See money. So I'm giving a little bit of love to the ladies on this one. I'm supporting the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. Little hazy session IPA, little group, uh, grapefruit and lime in there. Pretty light beer across the board, four percent. You know what? Pretty clean, very crushable. Respect uh, for the uh, for the for the beer. So I'd probably give this uh, maybe a three or three point two five. Old school. Going back to my David's tea. I'm uh, gonna got about six of those left to drink. So. It'll plow through those. Although there was one that I saw at the IGA that came in like some collector's edition with two glasses. Oh, I'm trying to, is it St. Bach? But one of them had like a graham cracker stout. Wow. Sounded really interesting. Yeah. So I might get that uh, next uh, IGA trip. Nice. I have from, already mentioned this evening from somebody else, Beauregard. So old school. Uh, except I have the Imperial. Choco Noisette, which in English is hazelnut chocolate. Their bourbon barrel additioned version of this stout. It comes in at 10.3% ABV with 40 IBU. Uh, This is my beer 12 of my beer advent calendar since we are recording on December 12th. 
I made myself a beer advent calendar since I have a shit ton of beer and all those beers have been strong. So this is just continuing it. Beautiful chocolate smell. Mm. Oh, wow. I don't understand how this is a 10% beer. It does not taste like 10%. It lies. You, find out, you will find out by the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just stuff versus shit and fucking stuff. <laughs> the, record, the recording's five hours ago. Yeah. Well, what happened? It's also, uh, it's got that pour that uh, the chocolate milkshake has, but this is a fantastic beer. Yeah, this is a solid 4.5 out of 5 for me. Awesome. Okay, guys, let's finish up this tournament. Excuse me, so I could get shit paced. Okay, round two or so Elite 8? No, 16. No, Sweet 16. Two, three, four, five, six. Divide by two. No, it's yeah, dude. It's sixteen. That was that was clearly not. Oh yeah. Eight. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <I'm... laughs> I don't. I don't see. Okay. So I don't see why it's exactly. I don't see why this is ten percent. like first 2%. of all, go to hell. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so we got Transformers versus Clackers. Phil. No question. Transformers. It would have been great if you said Clackers. <laughs> no question. Clackers. See money. More than meets the eye. Old school. Robots in disguise. Okay. Next, we have Viewmaster versus Cap Guns. Sea money. <laughs> Shoot them all. Old school. Fuck that. I want to. I want to go back to fucking ancient Greece with the Viewmaster. Uh, <laughs> Phil. Bang bang. Yeah. Bang bang. Shot you down. Oh well. Bang bang. You hit. The I ground. hit the ground. Bang bang. <laughs> Voltron versus Marbles. I start Marbles. Sea money. This is tough because Voltron means a lot to a lot of people, but Marbles just fucking threw down, man. Phil. Marbles. I'll have to give the vote to uh, Japan and their Voltron. Old school. It's Steely versus Milky. I'm going Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think Marbles is the more the Raisin brand, if anything. Well, Palm Puppies is still in place. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> we have Slip and Slide versus Pogo Ball, so either way, oh, versus injury. injured. <laughs> <laughs> which one's the worst injury? I see money. Well, I know which one's more injury and it's slip and slide. Phil. I'm going to go with uh, just holding on to whatever to, for dear life, Pogo Ball. I'm also Pogo Ball, old school. Yeah, we're going. We're flying five feet into a tree with the slip and slide. Tiebreaker, please. Tiebreaker. Ask, ask if she has like funny stories about that. Uh, I don't know a time that I can recall where I hit the bump and took a dive and not didn't fall like past that. All right, so we got uh, the slip and slide versus a pogo ball. And do you have any stories about it? (laughs) I had a pogo ball. Did you hurt yourself on the pogo ball? No, I was good at it. What are you talking about? Okay. That was my my jam, skipping and all that stuff, pogo ball, pogo sticks, all that stuff. I got to go with the pogo ball. All right, thank you. Cool. Before she hangs up, could she jump rope and do the pogo ball? Uh, yeah, that was a big I, deal. I hung up on her. I'll ask oh, her next okay. question. All right. <laughs> next round. We, we don't have any more tiebreakers. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay, we got G.I. Joe versus Glowworms. How Old under school. any universe this makes sense. <laughs> Yo, we have to vote through Glowworms. <laughs> Piss off everyone listening. Old school. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Like, Forget it. Phil. Uh, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Raw Rumble en- entrance, G.I. Joe. See money. Yo, Joe. Pound puppies versus the styrofoam warplanes. <laughs> this is it, Joe. Phil. Oh, boy. I'm going to go with trying to hit people where it hurts. Warplanes. 
See money. As much as I'd love to see old school get pissed off, <laughs> I'm going to go with the warplanes. <laughs> old school. Yeah, not even a question. Warplanes bite. I thought you were going to say warplanes. Ooh, He-Man versus Oof. TMNT. See money. No question. TMNT. I'm taking He-Man. Old school. I remember loving the show, but I didn't care about any He-Man toys, so it's going to be TMNT. And Phil. I'm going to go with Shredder. TMNT. And Super Soakers versus Ghostbusters. Isn't that like the same thing? <laughs> uh, we have Phil. I would like to I like to shoot people in the face with water. Uh, I'm going to take Super Soakers as well. See money. Yeah, I never really got into like collecting the Ghostbusters toys as much as I like. I watched the, the cartoon religiously, but not the toys, so soakers. Uh, so Elite Eights, we have Transformers versus Cap Guns. Phil. God. If this if this <laughs> if this whole thing's gonna teach us anything is that less is more. Yeah. Oh no, man. Hot Rod getting the spark was bullshit, but I still love Transformers. Old school. Yeah. You know, this wouldn't happen today, but uh because somebody on like the LaSalle or Verdun Facebook page would be like, did you hear that popping? I think there's a terrorist or something. Like <laughs> you can't fucking have anything, any fun anymore. So we're going to go with the nostalgia of the cap guns. Hmm. Transformers for me. See money. This is a difficult one. And a lot of people are going to be questioning this, but I think cap guns. Tiebreaker, please. I, with yeah. it more. I think Transformers is the, is the overall better toy considering how long it's lasted, but from a nostalgia standpoint, I think the cap's at it. Uh, cap guns? Uh, Transformers. Transformers. Oh, okay. All right. Robots and this guy's bite. Marbles versus Pogo Ball. See <laughs> money. I'm, I'm taking your steely. Phil. I'm breaking your door, Pogo Ball. <laughs> hey, hey, it's the Pogo Ball. Uh, I'm taking marbles. Old school. Marbles. G.I. Joe versus Styrofoam Warplanes. Old school. Styrofoam shitty warplanes that were such a fucking letdown once you assembled them. Phil. Uh, as fun as, as it was to throw Styrofoam Warplanes at people, throwing a full jet at, at your friend from a G.I. Joe place that was better to G.I. Joe. I'm also taking G.I. Joe. I have better memories of G.I. Joe than I do with Styrofoam Warplanes. See money. Call caller. Oh, I fuck! I had food in my mouth, you bastard. <laughs> Forget it was over. Hi. Styrofoam warplanes versus GI Joe. I go with GI Joe. Okay, thank you. Final four. Oh no, sorry. One more round. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Super Soakers. I'm going to start TMNT old school. Super Soaker. C money. Way more fun with TMNT. And Phil. Uh yeah. TMNT. Considering we're Canadian, mm-hmm. we get like two months of fucking summer. Yeah. <laughs> the turtles came in more handy. Yeah. Uh final four. Transformers versus marbles. Starting with C money. Shit. <laughs> sorry sir that's not an option (laughs) there's no option for shit and just walk away (laughs) a man so fucking tough (laughs) Uh, 
This is so, so fucking stupid. <laughs> Marvels. <laughs> it's oh, so man. stupid. It's literally like little round balls and nothing. <laughs> but yeah, Marvels. Humanity has evolved thousands yeah. and thousands of years, yet people like to play with rocks. Rocks. Old school. Yeah, but it's just, it's not just the actual item, it's the memory <laughs> of the item. You know what I mean? Like the battles you had for people, man. Yeah. Oh, for the, this, and it just the wins and remembering you got all this special marble and like C Money said, you'd fight over them and everything. Like, and there was always some da- dumbass who swallowed a marble and had to shit it out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> At least you didn't have to piss it out. That would have sucked. God. Oh my god, that's later in life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a little sharper then too. Uh, okay, two for marbles. I'm picking Transformers. I had so many. I even had Omega Supreme. So yeah, Transformers for me. Phil. Even though we missed out on uh, a solid Unicron toy as a kid, I'm still picking Transformers. <laughs> oh jeez, sorry. Right. Tiebreaker, please. All right. The number you have dialed is no longer in service. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> you just fucking right. like so change the number. Um, marbles and transformers. Uh, I oh. like marbles. Yeah, me too. Thank you. <laughs> he just fucking sided with it, like no <laughs> questioning. He's like, yeah, that's what. But I he's trying to no sell it. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Woo-hoo. Oh man, here's another good one. Uh, G.I. Joe's uh, versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Old school. TMNT. Phil. Yeah, Turtles. I'm taking the Joe. Sea Money. As much as I like G.I. Joe, it just didn't have the the, the longevity of TMNT. I mean, TMT is still rocking today. (laughs) The finals. Controversial. The Kids Toys Chaos Tournament. Raisin Brands versus Lucky Charms. Raisin Brand (laughs) versus. uh, Hasbro right now is not happy. So the finals are Marbles, because we're all fucking old, (laughs) versus TMNT. See money to start. (laughs) You have to explain yourself. Yeah, I mean. Again, there was so much of marbles in the street growing up with all my friends and stuff like that and battles. But um, I think my life, this is very personal, but my, my life was surrounded by the figures, the movies, like every last little thing you could think of for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like, and, and, and in many cases still is my joint. So I got to go with TMNT. I'm also selecting TMNT. Like I said, I had one of the, that mutagen guy. I don't remember anybody else having that guy where I had him. Not many people did though. When you think about it. So mm-hmm. no, he, uh, he was not, he's not like a character that people it, went to scoop up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like so, a clear plastic guy with like fucking his gut showing. Yeah. Where you just drop, put pour in water and drop in little pieces of plastic to watch them dissolve. So I'm taking TMNT old school. Oh, fuck that man. I'm not, I'm going with the ancient classic. The fucking, fucking marbles. <laughs> and Phil. I don't think anything at the price point of, what is it, like seven ninety five plus tax per figure? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Brought you so much Deeper. joy. And uh, yeah, I'm going for the Ninja Turtles. And there we have it, folks. The winner of our childhood 
Choi contest is TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Fuck Turtles. Marvels. But I mean, so Marvels before- made it to, to the finals. So. <laughs> So before we we finish it, what would have been each one of your toys that should have been on this list, or from your perspective, that would have like fucking went super far, if not won it, in your opinion? I, I don't know about super far, but Pogs. So I, I didn't put Pogs because I treated Pogs in the vicinity of board games. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That's the only reason why, because there, there was other things. There was like critters and all this shit that I didn't put into. I mean the WWE, the giant rubber guys. That that would have made it yeah, made it like, far uh, for you. Yeah, yeah. The original, the original line of like just rock solid rubber I guys. Fucking yeah. like, hours and hours and hours of those guys. Um, yeah, I agree. Making it uh, far, like because the thing is, we're 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 male, so like we're not gonna say My Little Pony because I don't think any of us are bronies. Oh, uh, dude, if I put in the female stuff, like there's like Barbie, My Little yeah. Pony, there's tons like of this ca- shit that yeah, maybe Mr. Mr. Potato Head. Oh yeah, Mr. Potato Head. So it was the same reason why I I, I probably shouldn't have put Glowworm hmm. was I found Mr. Potato Head was too young. So I like to me Glowworm was the one thing that really didn't belong when I look back at this. Um, in the vein of babyish. in the vein of Pogo, there was Skip It. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones I could think of that like the Gromit Monster Warriors, to, to be honest, I don't remember those guys at all. How about the fucking uh like the, the trolls? What trolls? Or oh the treasure troll. trolls. Treasure, yeah. Those were more nineties though. Like cause I think was like still, collectors yeah. that, that was like Beanie yeah. Baby esque where they just yeah. collect them, no? Like yeah, people didn't play with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean you're, you're right, it was a big phenomenon. Obviously, your big classic would have been Lego. Yeah, that, that yeah. was a mess on my part. That would have gone far. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Well, that's a game, uh, actually. Yeah, I put that board game, game and, and in all honesty, that would have fucking lost first round. Yeah, yeah same thing with like Hungry Hungry Hippo. That's more of a board um, game. Board game, yeah. yeah. I mean, Darkwing uh, Duck, I don't think it would have gotten to the end. No. Was there a big toy uh, line? There was, was there a toy for that? Yeah, was there a big toy line for Darkwing Duck? I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember seeing a toy. Uh, I don't even think there's a toy line for Darkwing Duck. No, there were I collectibles that came toys. out afterwards, but cool. I remember having Darkwing Duck toys. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't have made it very far. I didn't even think it would have made it out the first round, but Pillow Pals. Oh, I know one that would have fucking actually did. Well, maybe it wouldn't have gone far, but it was uh, definitely one that from the history was uh, Mask. Oh, yeah. Mask was yeah. a big one. That was, that was yeah. one that I had all the characters, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had any. And it's still one of my favorite theme songs of all time. It's still a, it's still would, a solid collection of, of toys. Would creepy crawlers would have been considered with that more of a board game or a toy? Which, which one was creepy crawlers again? You'd make like you'd have all these like these little dies or whatever, and you'd fill it. You'd fill out like a you'd fill it like a board, and then you'd cook it, and it would turn it into like a, a thing. Okay. Oh, was it like you put in the? It's almost like it a was jello like mold? An oven or something. Yeah, it was like a jelly thing. Oh, the plastic uh, bugs that you could eat. I think that was that was later though, no, like n- late nineties, or was that eighties? Maybe yeah. It's been around. It's been. I think it was early than the. Maybe 80s. it was earlier. Creepy crawlers nineties says. I remember. Maker also called creepy crawlers is an activity toy made by Mattel beginning in nineteen sixty four. Yeah, Jesus. There we go. I don't know. It's like it was launched in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the Dino Riders. Yeah. Yeah. Dino Riders, I remember there was, um, what was the biker mice from Mars? Yep, biker. Uh, what was the shark one? Oh, 
all the shark guys. Yeah, they looked like they were all uh, steroided out. Yeah. Street sharks? Was I think it was street sharks. sharks. I think street, street sharks. sharks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so those were like the toys. I don't remember owning. I mean, my my folks, the stuff they got me was mostly G.I. Joe and Transformers. So that was like the big, big ones for me. Um, like the, I don't know if this would count, but like the the handheld water games. Oh, you're talking oh, yeah. about like the ring toss? Where you just put the yeah. ring toss. Yeah. Because even in that vein, you're talking about maybe the even the kids who had the Fisher Price like recorders. Yeah. The tape recorders and stuff. So. What's it called? Talk Talk Me or Talk? It was the talk, Fisher talk Price me. tape recorder was the name of it. No, but there was like origi- an original, original one. It was like, um, fuck, now it's going to drive me crazy. You're not talking about the one from Home Alone, are you? Uh, maybe. Kids... Walk me, Walkman. Walk. Well, I mean, the Walkman was the cassette player. It's so. trade, probably trademarked by Sony. Yeah. So, well, Simon's more of a board game. Yes. Well, Simon, no, it's well. There's no. No. Oh, yeah, it's it a is, game. Like, it is, yeah, it's, it's like it's, bop yeah, it. Yeah, you just yeah. hit the colors or the. Yeah. Yeah, and then you you speak to demons like in yeah. paranormal. Beep boop Okay. All in all, good tournament. Uh, you know, it wasn't as as controversial as oh. I feel it could have been, but marbles making it to second place was pretty unexpected. Well, if we did trigger some listener, hopefully we did, uh, <laughs> and you had some favorite toy growing up, let us know. Uh, yeah, let us yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, and on uh, that note, we are going to end the tournament, and we're going to end the recordings for tonight. Uh, so. Plugs and final thoughts. We'll start with the creator of the tournament, C Money. All right, guys, please, please focus on getting out of this pandemic. Whatever you got to do, talk to people through Zoom. I know we're doing that like crazy. Social distance. Just suck it up for like a fucking month of your entire existence. And we'll get out of this way faster than we we need to so that we can just all go back to living and hanging out and fucking going to like concerts and movie theaters and all this shit before it all goes away and like everything's changed. So just do all that and stay safe. Sounds good. Uh, sounds intelligent and uh, sounds like people should be using critical thought. Like we don't use on this show very often because it's a beer podcast where we get together, drink some beer and talk some bullshit. Speaking on the talking bullshit note, Mr. Old School. Yeah, you know what? Try to support your local restaurant and your local business. Uh, Walmarts and Amazons aren't going anywhere. Even, you know, they're making all kinds of money right now. These little local shops are just doing takeout. Try to do takeout once a week and make sure you keep money in their pockets because if not, they're all going away. Yeah, I concur. I I do takeout at least two, two times a week now because of that. I'm I'm at once a week, uh, personally, uh, usually lunchtime on Fridays. So that's me, uh, Phil. We spoke a lot about toys, and uh, I I sort of make the modern version of toys. So <laughs> <laughs> please support Spearhead Games. Uh, if you like RPGs, uh, check out Stories: The Path of Destinies, Omen Site, and if you uh, want to, wishlist uh, Project Witchstone. Also, I guess if we don't record before the New Year's, uh, well, Happy Hanukkah because it's happening right now. Happy Kwanzaa, happy Merry Christmas, and hope uh, you have a happy New Year. Sounds fantastic. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, well, I'll be a little PC here. All Beer Inside wishes you a happy holidays. Um, war on Christmas. It, there is a war on Christmas. Actually, uh, my cousin in now in Ottawa, 
no longer will celebrate Christmas because it's become too commercial, but he's lost his fucking mind and uh, openly uses the N-word, so fuck my cousin. He's an asshole. (laughs) Figuratively. Uh, (laughs) That's going to open the show. (laughs) That so has to open the show. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, um, As for us at All Beer Inside Everywhere, the merch tour will be up sooner, hopefully rather than later. And allbeerinside.com is the website you can catch us you can download us on apple podcasts and spotify as we say at the end of all oh and also wear a mask get the vaccine i want to go back to the brewery as does phil old school and see money we want to go back to the breweries and as the end of speaking of those breweries at the end of all episodes drink craft not crap here at All Beer Inside Incorporated, we're committed to bringing you the finest of beer tasting shenanigans. During our research and development, we strive to be on the cutting edge of whatever it is we do here. Our latest collection of sounds compiled by randomly singing and insulting each other have been clinically tested to ensure our golden caliber of excellence. And by clinically tested, I mean I got drunk and played them for this guy, Billy, who lives down the street. I think he works in a clinic. You can never tell with Billy. When you are listening to a All Beer Inside podcast, you should be confident of the fact that it is composed of vibrations that form a mechanical wave of pressure and displacement which travel through the air, where they are transmitted to your nerves and then relays information to your temporal lobe, where it is registered as sound. We guarantee to bring only the finest of beer tasting shenanigans with the comfort of our golden promise. They will always be between 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz, the range of human hearing. Go fuck yourself.